started these rumors. I heard them this month just like you. And when I heard there was a crowd gathering as early as 8 o'clock, I decided to drive down here and check it out. That's all. And what about the speakers and the fog machines? Uh, how should I know? There's a lot of media and fans here. Look, are you going to hold me responsible for every Halloween prank that happens in the city tonight? What about all the security, eh? Who arranged that? I don't know. Ask them. Look, okay, then just answer the big question. If I can. Is Shane alive? <laughs> I like your style, Nancy. Uh, there have been a lot of sightings, but that's just because there are so many Shane impersonators walking around. And another thing, everyone here tonight must think that Shane's dead, or why else would they come to where I buried him? Mm. So why did you bury him in this god-awful place instead of a swank cemetery like Forest Lawn? I buried him here precisely because it is a god-awful place. It fits his image. Besides, if I had buried him at Forest Lawn, the ground would have spit him out. <laughs> hey, you know, that's good. I'll use that. Be my guest. You know, uh, all of this kind of stuff, the way it's The all cemetery lights that lined the driveway place. went out, causing the girls in the crowd to scream with the boys joining in with mock screams of their own. A spotlight from behind the hill shot out, its green-filtered shaft backlighting Shane's grave. Slowly, a hand arose from behind the headstone with its bony fingers spread, breaking up the spotlight into separate green shafts. The hand rose to reveal an arm clothed in thin white material which went transparent in the backlight. Then the dark outline of a body rose to full height with unearthly pained movements. Now both arms were stretched out as high as was mortally possible, reaching for the moonless sky. The black-green silhouetted figure stood motionless behind the grave, as if posing for an album cover. The crowd began going wild. Jumping, cheering, screaming, yelling. Then they started pushing through the ropes, knocking down the security men who felt like surfers, wiping out and being covered by a wave. Only this was a human wave. An unearthly wave that flowed uphill with continuous force, demanding a closer look at their long-dead idol. Their idol, who had somehow resurrected himself and pushed through the ground to escape his confinement, in hell. When the dark, undead figure of Shane saw the mass of wild humanity approaching, it turned and ran, heading for the woods behind the cemetery. The crowd gave hot pursuit, but the figure, with the devil's own speed, outdistanced itself from its pursuers and soon was lost in the trees and the darkness. Alan Bartlett He'd just finished his second revolution around the record-shaped casino of the Las Vegas Hard Rock Hotel. It was 2 a.m., but he felt wired, like he had 10 cups of coffee in him. Las Vegas did that to him, not to mention his new Puerto Rican-born girlfriend, Connie, who was flaked out upstairs in his suite. He had left her sleeping, cuddled up in the fetal position, 
hardly taking up any room at all in their oversized bed. He had noticed the satisfied smirk on her sleeping face as he got dressed to go down to the casino. And why shouldn't she be satisfied? In one day and night he had wined her and dined her, Colorado River rafted her, gambled her, Siegfried roid her, and finally multiple orgasmed her. She had never been treated so well, Alan figured. It had only been five months since Alan had attended a series of success seminars. Now here he was in Las Vegas, 15 pounds lighter, new car, new luxury condo, new clothes, a higher position at his company and the damnedest, hottest new girlfriend any man ever had. He now had everything, everything a 33-year-old could want, as he sat down at the bar and ordered a tequila sunrise. He slipped a 20 in the video poker machine.